Welp, that certainly could have gone better. The Boston Bruins losing game one of their series opener against the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 5-1. to one. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about what went wrong, what might have gone right, and what adjustments they might make for game two Wednesday in Carolina. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be both good and bad, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a bit more active on my personal account. You can find my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, we all had high hopes heading into last night's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Boston Bruins certainly came out playing pretty well. Um, You know, they carried much of the play for the opening, let's say, half of game one. Unable to sneak one past Hurricanes goalie Antti Ranta, who was filling in for the injured Frederick Anderson. Um, And that inability to capitalize really came back to haunt the Boston Bruins. I don't know, for me, it was a little reminiscent of Game 7 against the St. Louis Blues. So many opportunities early on, they can't score, and then... The other team comes back, drops a couple, and then it's a hole they couldn't climb out of. Boston did outshoot the Hurricanes by a margin of 36-25. to They broke through with two quick goals late in the second and uh, took hold of the momentum. The Bruins had an opportunity to kind of sneak back into it thanks to a goal by Taylor Hall in the third early on. He also had an opportunity to tie where he hit the post. Um, and then a unfortunate pinch by Matt Grizzlick allowed the Hurricanes to score the third goal of the game. And uh, the Bruins just could not come back. Both Linus Allmark for Boston and Antti Ranta were making their first career starts. Bruce Cassidy said their goalie made saves. There were some pucks around the front of the net. The Bruins just couldn't locate or get the right path to. And they were there to clear out the front of the net, which the Bruins weren't able to do. Um, He did a good job. Bruce Cassidy gave credit to Antti Ranta uh, for keeping his team in it early on. I think the shots early on were like 9-1 to through 6 minutes. Obviously an easier game when you get the lead, especially on the road. If the Bruins had been able to silence that crowd, it would have been it would have been huge. Uh, but the Hurricanes 
got the lead. They played better when they had it. He said they're made for that. They check well, and it opens up for them a little bit. Uh, and uh, again, Taylor Hall said he thought the Bruins controlled play in the first period, really the first 30 to 35 minutes, just weren't able to jump out to a lead. They score, the crowd gets into it, they get playing, they get feeling good about it, and that's the way it goes. Uh, familiar situation for the Bruins to start the playoffs. Last year, they lost Game 1 against Washington. They were able to come back and rectify some of the stuff they wanted to, and that's their goal going into Game 2. I should add, they lost Game 1 to Toronto back in 2019 as well. For me, the big bear of the game was Taylor Hall. He scored his first goal of the playoffs, 253 into the third, and he nearly tied it on a one-on-three play uh, ringing the puck off the post, and then Carolina put the game away shortly thereafter when Teuvo 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 finished off with a two-on-one to restore the two-goal advantage. Hall said they got a goal in the third. Really unfortunate that they gave up that third goal. Had them on their heels a little bit at that point. They were playing a good brand of hockey, and they had a lot of time to get that second goal. Uh, those are spots that you want to control. Don't want to sell the farm with 15 minutes left in the game to tie it up. It's a long game and anything can happen. Uh, Vincent Trocek scored to make it 4-1 with about three minutes remaining, banking it off Linus Allmark's helmet. Uh, we'll talk about Allmark and the goaltending here in a moment. But overall, I don't think the 5-1 score really told the whole story in this one. Those of you who have listened to the podcast all season long know that I like to dig a bit deeper. And, you know, overall, the Bruins probably deserve to win this game. Uh, they had an advantage at 5-on-5 five five in shot attempts, shots, uh, high danger chances were, were even, and they had the advantage in expected goals. It's the same refrain been singing all season long, an inability to finish 5-on-5. Five five. The power play remained ineffective. Um, although, I should add, the Hurricanes were also unable to score on the power play, so at least the penalty kill was effective. But it's the same story. Bruins generating some chances, generating shots, can't beat the goalie, can't score, and then the other team comes the other way, scores two quick ones, and that's effectively the game. They did have some life on Hall's goal, but that pinch by Grizzlick, very, very unfortunate, allowing the Hurricanes to get that third goal and ultimately uh, grab, grab the lead that they would not relinquish. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about... Allmark here in a second. I did want to mention the struggles of the third line. Uh, five on five. Smith, Coyle, Frederick, nine minutes, 33 seconds. A 40% shot attempt differential. Uh, they gave up 13, only generated nine. Uh, not a great line for them. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Nick Felino bump to the third line. Anton Bleed 
take the fourth line spot with Trent Frederick uh, getting a seat. Before we talk about uh, Linus Allmark, potential, I don't want to say goaltending controversy, but has to be talked about. Uh, first, a quick word about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is amazing. What is it? It's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens 1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all the things. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost him $100 a day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, you can claim reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the daily nutritional insurance that you need. Thank you so much again for making Locked on Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I don't know about you, but I need a sip of coffee. Mm -mm. I personally hate (laughs) when the Bruins are down in a playoff series. It's sad to say that our mental health is tied to the success or failure of our favorite hockey team. But in the playoffs, that's how it is. You spend a couple days ruminating over what they did wrong, the implications of being down 0-1 on the road if they lose 0-2. Incredibly difficult to come back in the series. But it is just one game, okay? Good friend of the pod, Mike B at MDB said, take the day off, Ian. The parade is planned. The Leafs have the cup wrapped up. Didn't you hear? It's one game. Not every series has even started yet. There's still plenty of hockey yet to be played. Uh, When it comes to Linus Allmark, he made 20 saves on 24 shots. He did credit his teammates for their work in front of him throughout the evening. He said he thought the guys did a tremendous job. It's going to come down to some lucky bounces here and there. That's hockey. At the end of the day, it's all about stopping pucks. Doesn't matter how you do it. Have to stop one more than Ranta to win the game. It's as easy as that. Cassidy did not fault Allmark for the loss and said he would announce today who will start Game 2 for the Bruins. 
Do they go with Allmark, who's been very steady, very good over the last six to eight weeks? Or do they pull him after one game and let Jeremy Swayman have a crack at it? He hadn't been playing that great in recent weeks. Personally, I'm of the opinion that you keep Allmark in the net. You give him a chance to redeem himself. Um, I don't think Allmark was at fault for this loss. It could have gone either way if some of the pucks the Bruins put on Ranta early on found their way to the back of the net. Um, they took advantage of their opportunities, got that nice tip by Seth Jarvis, um, and I don't believe that it's time to panic and make too many changes to the lineup. The game one lineup was set. It had been the lineup that had been succeeding so long, or not so long, but, you know, for the past several weeks, um, including Olmark. He was the Bruins' best goalie down the stretch by far, and I believe he deserves an opportunity to play through this. If they lose game two, go back to Swayman at home. Uh, but that will ultimately be a call that um, Bruce Cassidy will have to make, and it will be made today, apparently. Another big issue was the power play. Uh, went 0 for 3, just 6 shots on goal against the league's number 1 ranked penalty kill during the regular season. Hurricanes, I believe, set a franchise record with an 88% penalty kill rate through the regular season. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said they can't rely on their power play against the number 1 PK, but it does have to give the Bruins some juice. Um... He thought the first couple opportunities, they got some good looks. Third one was disappointing. Entries, when they did get in, they mishandled some pucks. Didn't execute once they got it back. It's been a challenge for the last month or so on the power play. Uh, These guys have to take a little more ownership of it. The top guys hopefully will be a bit better at it Wednesday. And... Hall added that the Bruins must do better to adjust to the stiffness of the Hurricanes' penalty killers at the blue line. And when he says that, he means uh, they make you put it in the offensive zone, they make you put it to the spots, and then they pressure where they think you're going to move the puck next. For us, they have to have a five-on-five mentality. If they can hold on to it, shake a guy, the pressure is so hard, there's going to be some holes that open up. Uh, They reviewed it. He thought their first power play was really good on that. Second and third weren't as great. Another aspect of this that is frustrating is Brad Marchand's goal drought dating back to the regular season. I think that's up to 14 games. The only one he scored was in an empty net. He really needs to get going. And, um, yeah, without production from him... Honestly, the Bruins aren't going to um, get very far. David Pasternak led the way for the Bruins with 10 shot attempts. Craig Smith had 7. 
Brad Marchand, Bergeron Hall with six. I thought Hall was the most impressive Bruins forward in the game. And um, I had said that previously, that I thought Hall was going to be big for the Bruins in the playoffs. And he certainly he certainly was. Um, again, just one game. The series is far from over. I know it's discouraging. I know, uh, you know, it's uh, easy to sit back for the next couple days, think the sky's falling in, the Bruins are done, Hurricanes have owned them this season, to be sure. I believe now, dating back to the regular season, they've outscored the Bruins uh, 21-2 in four games this season. This game was far closer than the final score indicated. Uh, The Bruins, again, had the advantage in terms of shot attempts. Overall, 66-60. Shots, 36-25. High danger chances, 15-14. Expected goals, 3.35 to 3.09. Again, I don't want to just blame it on puck luck. And there's certainly there are certainly reasons why the Bruins aren't able to score five on five. They need to make it more difficult for the goaltending. They have to I don't want to say pick their shots because you want them to keep shooting from wherever, but um, you know shots from the outside without that traffic in front of the net, they're going to be gobbled up. The rebounds are going to be cleared. And uh, that's what the Bruins need to do. Make life harder for Antti Ranta if he's back in for Game 2. Or Frederick Anderson if he's able to return for Game 2. Like I said earlier, I do think there could be some adjustments in terms of the forward group at the very least. I think we could see Anton Bleed in there for Trent Frederick. Nick Foligno bumped up and Bleed goes on the... Fourth line spot. Could maybe see Mike Riley come in for Clifton. Uh, But again, that didn't really work in the regular season. So we'll have to see here as the Bruins skate on Tuesday and uh, what adjustments they make for Game 2 tomorrow night against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Before we talk about Fabian Lysel and the Vancouver Giants, as well as... What else happened around the league last night? Quick word about Bet Online, your number one source for all sports info and betting stats. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, the basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. At Bet Online, where the game starts. Huge shout out to Fabian Lysel and the Vancouver Giants. Last night, they became the first team in WHL history to knock off a number one seed as the number eight seed. Uh, that had never happened before in the WHL and it was in large part thanks to uh, 
the Vancouver Giants top guns of Fabian Lysel and uh, Zach Ostupchuk. Excuse me. Um, the uh, the Giants winning Game Six against uh, Everett Silvertips by a score of six to three. And our boy Lysel chipped in four assists on the night, bringing his um, playoff total to 15 points in six games. Zach Ostapchuk had 16 points in the series, three goals, and 13 assists. He was a second-round pick of the Ottawa Senators in 2021, uh, 39th overall. Our boy Lysel, of course, first-round pick, 21st overall by the Bruins. He had five points in the series opener, uh, one assist in Game 2, a goal and an assist in Game 3, two goals in Game 4, another goal in Game 5, and then four assists in Game 6 for the Vancouver Giants again. 15 points in six <laughs> playoff games. That's a two and a half point per game average. Incredibly impressive. And the um, Vancouver Giants are off to the second round. So, you know, you can forget Lysel joining the Bruins or Providence anytime soon as they have... Another series on deck. Uh, very impressive. History-making series performance for the um, Vancouver Giants. They'll now head to Kamloops to play the Blazers in a second-round series. First time these two teams have met in the playoffs uh, since 2010. So very cool. Uh, now, elsewhere around the NHL, like Mike mentioned earlier the Maple Leafs beating the Tampa Bay Lightning quite convincingly last night. Score of 5-0. Uh, I only flipped to that game briefly. And talk about bad power play. The Lightning had a 5-minute major. And the Leafs had more shot attempts on that power play than the... Um, the Lightning, which was incredible. Maybe the best penalty kill, five-minute penalty kill I've ever seen. Uh, the Blues beat the Wild 4-0. The Kings beating the Oilers 4-3. And we have four games on tap tonight. The other two Eastern Conference series, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, Capitals, Panthers, and then the Avs, Predators, Stars, Flames out west. Again, the Bruins... It was kind of a tale of two games for them. They went. They could have easily taken a one or two goal lead early on. Once those two goals were scored by the Hurricanes, they showed some life thanks to Taylor Hall. But that Grizzly pinch really did uh, hurt the Bruins. You know, it's not a situation where he should be pulled or sat because of that. And uh, I don't believe, 
you know, you could say the quick fix is changing the goalie, but I don't really think that is going to get it done. Uh, the Bruins just need to make it a bit more difficult for the Hurricanes. Um, again, Cassidy said he's not faulting Allmark. They had some opportunities. They need to finish as well as the Hurricanes did, or better, obviously, in order to, to make an impact. Uh, the third line did not look great, um, and the Bruins' power play failing to get on board, that was kind of the difference. But these are fixable things. We've seen the Bruins struggle in these areas during the regular season, and um, I think the Bruins could be okay, although maybe I'm being overly optimistic. Let me know how you're feeling about our Bruins after Game 1. Hit me up at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins. Tomorrow's podcast will, of course, preview Game 3, uh, take a look at any changes that are coming, and uh, bring you up to date on all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Do check out the Locked On NHL podcast as well. Uh, taking a look at all the big stories from around the NHL. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Just tell yourselves today, it's only one game. That's our mantra for today, and uh, we can get through this. Have some belief for Game 2. Talk to you tomorrow, friends. Have a great Tuesday.